You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Brothers Turbo. Everyone and welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White, and with me is, as always, Todd Stark. Hello. It is 2018, and we are back on the game beat, as it were, trying to come to you with gaming news of all kinds. But you know what? There's not been a lot of gaming news. There's zero. And with the CES show going on right now, you figure there'd be something. Yeah. There's but nothing. It's been kind of meh. Meh, it's kind of like the weather. There's been a a little bit, but it's just, it feels small, you know, it's peanuts. Very small. Yeah. But uh, despite that, how was your, how was your break? Uh, you know, not very, not very eventful. I mean, had, there's Christmas right in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, There's New Year's. Mm -hmm. There's football games and. I did a lot of gaming, played That's a lot good. of games. Yeah, well, yeah. well, why don't you tell me? What have you been playing, Tom? I have actually been playing a lot of the PlayLink games. I've been wanting to play those. I've yet to do that yet. They are awesome. I'm play trying to them. get a group. I don't even have a group, just two people, me and, me and my little girl play them. Okay. We play Knowledge is Power. If you had Knowledge is Power with at least four or more players, that game would be the shit. Hmm. Like, I, I was reading about it, and I'm thinking that there is... Way more stuff that happens with the more people you have. Yeah. Like, they add in little things. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it's like 12 questions. You have these power-ups that you can, like, um, freeze up the answer. So you have to crack all the ice before you can select it. So it gives you an edge. You can answer it that much quicker than whoever you, you know. But they can right. also attack you. You can gloop them where you have to wipe the answers off. There's bombs where you, if you actually hit the bomb or floating around on things, you're trying to collect it. It blows up, kind of hinders you from answering. Mm-hmm. Then there's, in between everything, there is, uh, I think it's called linking, where you have to drag the answers that uh, fit the answer on the bottom. Like, one of them was uh, link the the actor to the movie. Yeah. So, you drag it down, you know. You have, like, 12 of them. Mm-hmm. Then there is, um, I guess, what's that other one? What is it? Sorting. Sorting. Yeah, that's it. You sort it. You have, like, hooves or paws. And they show an animal. You have to pick which one it has. And you have to do it <laughs> real quick. It. It's kind of cool. And then you have the the pyramid of knowledge at the end. And you have to race to the top. If your score is higher than, like like I said, we've just been playing with two people. Right. So she always starts at the bottom if she's behind. And I jump up however many stairs I have considering whatever my score is, you know. Mm. And then you race up. And each, each step has a power up. But it's pretty cool. It's really fun. We played... Um, What's that other one? Hidden Agenda. That's really cool. We played together. We haven't played against each other yet, so I don't know really what the Hidden Agenda aspect is, like the versus part. Yeah. But the cooperative is really cool as far as you have to pick You have to pick answers together. At some point, Like they ask you, who is, um, who is more trustworthy? And you each player picks who they feel in the group is more trustworthy. And if everybody picked one person, 
or the majority picked a certain person, that person has control on the next part that's like it's a trusting question or if it's a brave question, whoever the people picked it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool. You know, everything kind of ends up different. It's got that un- until dawn feel, you know, like things change. I played a little bit by myself and then me and my little girl played and I already seen a difference in one part. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool. Interesting. Very and cool. that's you. I think have you played that you? I've got it. I've I've yet to play it yet. That one is my least favorite, but I feel like that's the one game where you really need way more people than two people. Right, and that's that's one of the reasons I haven't actually put forth the effort to play it yet because I want to make sure that I've got more than just me or my wife or someone just playing it. Right, you know, yeah. I'd like to have a group to to actually try it out. Yeah, that's that's one of the things. That's the one of the ones you got to have a group. Okay. And I played a lot of zombies on Call of Duty. That that game is. The best zombies that they've made, I believe. Mm-hmm. Fun. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, I've I almost know. got through the Easter egg. I can't. Uh, I've gotten all the way to uh, shooting the battery out of the Zeppelin, and then it landed in a, just a crappy place, and you have to shoot the zombies around it mm-hmm. to get it to, the souls into the box where it'll create the smaller battery. Yeah. And it was in a corner, so we had to be right there on top of it. And there's rounds where these little the fat i guess they're like they look more like skeletons to me but they don't have any arms and their mouth is like they try to bite you you know <laughs> and they just they run at you mm-hmm. oh man they, they're just on top of you so quick and it was around 20 or 21 so there was i bet there was 40 of them it was crazy wow it does but sound pretty uh intense it's real intense yeah and you die a lot you got to just hope that maybe your partner can get away and save you or you have a self-revive or something mm-hmm. It's fun, though. It's what awesome. about you? What you been playing? Oh, well, I've actually got a list I wanted to kind of go over. <laughs> you have been playing a lot. I, I have, I've been playing a lot. I think uh, where we last left off, uh, I'd finished a lot of the games that we were playing. Like, I finally finished, uh, or I platinumed The Legend of Korra, like I said I right. wanted to do. <clears throat> then I moved on to Shadow of War, and I platinumed that. That was a... I don't want to say it was hard. It was just, it got to that point where I was going for that last bit and it was like, come on, man. I just yeah. want this game to get over because that last stretch, that last act was just long and drawn out. Yeah. And yeah, I, there, I guess there was a bit of satisfaction when I finally got it because I was like, finally, I'm done. I'm done. Shut I'm done. it off. And I, I was, I was done at that on. point. Yeah. There was no DLC I didn't want it. I was just like, I'm done with this game. Yeah. I'm, I'm finished. Um, Played some Friday the 13th because they were doing that double XP weekend. So I racked up a lot of points, got some stuff unlocked, which is really cool. So I'm actually looking forward to... I'm actually looking forward to those double XP weekends now because I can rack up points and not have to worry about playing online if I don't want to. But I I did play online because there were times, as cool as playing Jason is, there's a a moment where you're just like, you know, I kind of want to play as a counselor. Right. You know, and I think that would be something fun they could do on the offline bots, maybe. Right. Something that would be kind of neat if they could do that, but I don't know if it would be feasible. I, I'd say you would have to be the only smart offline bot, you know, because Jason's going to be coming after you, and so he, he would have to be, a, a you know, an offline bot as well. So right. I don't know how that would work. How do they work? How do the counselors work when they're offline bots? Uh, well, they... Um, very in intelligence, I've noticed, right. because there are times I can be playing, and I, I've actually kept it on hard mode because right. I felt like their intelligence level does spike if they're on hard mode. But I'm not saying that they are perfect. 
but there's a little bit more of a challenge because I can start looking for, for characters and then before I know it, I'm hearing a car start or they're already calling the cops. I'm like, well, damn it. You know, I didn't found anybody yet. So I kind of feel like it amps up the, you know, excitement for it because I have to, I have to get moving. Otherwise they're going to get away. What about if the cops come? Can you kill the cops? No. So you're just done. Yeah. Well, they when the cops Jason. show up, they, they still have to get to the exit. So you have to make sure that you can get to the exit and catch them before they get out. Right. So you've still got that intensity. Can you get them all before they all get out or, you know, or is somebody going to escape? What does the scene look like when the cops come? Like if you're at the exit and they, they escape, does it show them like shooting Jason or something like that? If that actually can happen, but you have to actually approach the area in which they're escaping because you'll see the, the cops lights flashing. Right. But if you try to exit out where they are, they will shoot you. And you're just done. Well, you'll kind of fall back and then kind of get back up. Everybody thinks, oh, Jason's dead. Yeah. I think you should be able to kill the cops, but the counselors still get away. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. That would be what happened in, in a Friday 13th. It though. would. Now, are they considering that the single-player mode? I mean... I th- to a point, I think so. So are they still going to do like a story mode? They did say that they are releasing... They're They're tweaking the idea that they had where it was going to be single player campaigns but it'll be mission type so it'll be like they said they're going to release them in episodes so i guess they'll have setups of you know kind of like what you said like a scenario right do you have to get through okay so that that still sounds pretty cool they have one jason's beating down the door you gotta get out yeah something (laughs) like that there's actually some stuff now that i can play offline and try to do some stuff i've there's this one thing i want to do so bad and I've yet to be, I was so close one day, and I just, I couldn't do it. There's a scene in, in Friday the 13th Part 4, and like I said, they've they've recreated the Jarvis house and that whole scenario there in the game, and it looks so perfect. But there was a scene, if you, I don't know if you remember Part 4 or not, but Jason grabbed a girl and chucked her out a window. Right. Okay. And of course, he was on the outside and just yanked her through the window. Mm-hmm. But that window was there prominently in the game. And I just want to grab somebody and just throw them out the window. What if there's a trophy for it? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Is there a bunch of hidden trophies? Uh, I think a lot of them, from what I've seen, are based on how many matches you do, how many things like that. But there are a few that require you to do uh, certain kills or right. things like that where it's unique. Like I think there was this one called Chad's a Dick. And you ditch everybody, like you hop in a car and you take off and you escape, but everybody else is left behind. (laughs) Did that happen in the movie? (laughs) Well, you've got those people in those movies. I don't think something like that specifically happened in the movie, but you have those guys who are just like, I'm looking out for myself, man. Yeah. And just the hell with everybody else. Well, do you have to be, is there a character named Chad? Yes. Do you have to be Chad when you do this? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, it's obviously more fun if you are yeah. Chad, but I don't think you have to be Chad. Because, you know, like in Dead by Daylight, they have those uh, character-specific trophies, you know, like what Ace Visconti or whatever his mm-hmm. name is. You have to escape five times with him to get yeah. that trophy. I don't, I don't like that. Yeah. And, again, it was just kind of I wanted to see if I could do that that one move. But, like I said, I had somebody by the by the neck trying to get them over there, and they escaped and ran <laughs> off and ran down the stairs. I was like, damn it, and I don't want to chase you. <laughs> so I was like, well, forget it. I'll get it eventually, hopefully. Yeah. But wouldn't it suck if I actually get them over to the window and I can't throw them out? That would just be the biggest letdown. So is it throwing them out or pulling them through? You like would, well, outside? no, I would, I would still be inside. So I would actually just throw them out from right. the inside because in the game, if you're near a window like next to a cabin, 
you can throw them in there and that's a kill. Okay. So, I, I, again, I don't know if it'll work. I just, I want to see, I want to get over there, grab them and see if I can do it. Just to see. Good luck. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, outside of that, I did play a little Dead by Daylight. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually worked up my Leatherface character. I don't know why I was focused on him, but I got him built up. I think he's up to level 10 now. I almost so, watched that movie last night. Which one? Leatherface. Just the original? Oh, yeah. uh, the new one, Leatherface. Yeah. I couldn't watch it because you told me. Just I, I'm sorry, man. I'm <laughs> just I'm giving you a heads up. I, know, I, I appreciate it. I will probably it. check it out at some point, but I'm not paying for it. If, if uh, it's yeah, on cable it. or something like that, I might just pass it by and see how it looks. Yeah. But I've heard so many bad things, so I'm just not eager. How do you mess that up? You know, I've been wondering that since Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2. There has not been a solid one since. Now, granted, Part 3 of the original uh, films, I guess you'd call it, it's okay. It has... The one with Dog Will Hunt? No, that was was Part 2. It's okay. No, that one's a classic. No, Part 3, it had some odd characters, and they changed up his family and everything, and it was just... And they had this gigantic chainsaw it was just ridiculously I rem- long i feel like i remember the chainsaw and it wasn't a bad movie it, it, it i mean it's got it got worse right. let's just put it that way because when you get to part four of the return of the texas chainsaw massacre or the next generation whatever the hell it's called with matthew mcconaughey they just the, went the off the rails on. yeah didn't he have like a knee brace with like a, a like, yeah <laughs> yeah so stupid <laughs> i was like what and I've even heard people try to defend that movie, and I was like, I, I can't do it. No, I can't. It's horrible. Because you ruin you ruin Leatherface. He yeah. turned into a transvestite, horrible. you know, as opposed to a lethal killer. Yeah. So, and then the remake, it's got some potential here and there because they really amped up the gore and stuff like yeah. that. And that. that's so what I think that's that's what kind of finds I, I kind of find appealing about them because right. they really went that extra mile for them. But again. There's just things about it I can just be like, <sighs> there is, but it's it was a step up mm-hmm. in my opinion from the past. Besides the original, yeah. And then what did they do? There was like Leatherface or no Texas Chainsaw 3D, which yeah, I've heard a lot of people piss I feel like on I've it. I've seen that one, but I can't remember. I didn't watch it in 3D. I didn't either. I've heard a lot of people bash it, but yeah. when I watched it, I was like, eh, it's all right. I didn't hate it. You know, I didn't really despise it. So I guess that's why I'm trying to give a pass to Leatherface in a way that I will watch it at some point because maybe people's opinions are going to be different than mine. Right. You know, because, I, again, I've heard people tear that one apart, and I didn't hate it. Right. There was just things about it that I was like, well, that's stupid. Like, there was a scene where a cop was going down into the to a cellar where you knew Leatherface was at, and it was like, are you serious? And he knew all the information about this house. He knew everything about this situation. And you're still going to go down there in the dark. This is just no one of those, flashlight. are you really that stupid? He didn't even have a flashlight, did he? No. Yeah, it, was like, it was just one of those mind-numbing, are you seriously kidding me right now? Yeah. So, I don't know. I got off topic. Um, it's okay. Outside oh, of Dead by Daylight, I uh, played The Stick of Truth. Uh, yeah. Since I got that and the fractured butthole. Which one? Okay, let me ask you this. Because I've not played either one of them. I have the fractured butthole that comes with Stick of Truth. Mm-hmm. Do I need one? Two questions here. Okay. Do I need to play Stick of Truth? And two, which is better in your opinion? Uh, playing the Stick of Truth would be a good idea just because the way this game or the fractured butthole begins, 
you're kind of, I won't really say it's immediately after, but there are those things that kind of carry over where you're like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. And you just kind of see those little moments where it's like, oh, that's kind of funny because you already have that understanding of the backstory from the stick of truth. So when you see all this, the joke kind of continues on. Okay. So it, it's it's a nice little continuation. Which is better? That is, uh, that was, I think I would almost say that was a bit of a difficult question because right. there were, the when it comes down to story, when it comes down to humor and everything like that, the games are equal ground. They always are, even with even with the shows. I feel like yeah, it's it's really hard to say that this one is better than that one when it comes to stuff like that because it's all equal, equal right. footing. You know, the story's great, humor's great. You're getting the same thing regardless. The way they kind of changed everything gameplay wise. I guess if you want a more complex, more RPG-like game, the Fractured Butthole would be the way to go. Because the way they did it in the Stick of Truth, you it was you and then you had a buddy. Right. And it was just the two of you that would fight through every battle. And it, it was actually kind of easy. Right. If you really think about it, the way it all breaks down and you start building up your power sets and whatnot, it can be really easy. This gives you a bit more of a challenge. And I think I, I prefer that. Right. Because at first it was, you know, I didn't really know how to go about it because playing one and then rolling into this whole new gameplay style, it was a little, you know, jarring because I was like, oh, this is not how I played it before. So what am I, you got grids and everything like that. So that was just odd. Right. But now that I've been playing it, now that I know how it all works and you have like a full team because you can have up to three other players or three other characters with you as opposed to just the one buddy. Yeah. Then you are fighting larger groups of characters and you kind of all combine your strengths and try mm-hmm. to play out the scenario in a different way. Because the first one you were, all, you were what, wizards and stuff like that? Yeah. And then this one you were all their super, uh, superhero characters. Yes, and there was, oh man, there was a hilarious joke. They were... <laughs> If you're familiar with the show, which I've not gotten, we've actually been watching, you know, like rewatching South Park. Yeah. So we've not gotten to this phase in their storytelling with right. the coon and friends and the yeah. freedom pals. <laughs> but there was a moment where they all kind of collided and it's all about who's got the better franchise. So <laughs> they're, they're just arguing about, you know, their, who's got the better franchise and who's all this and. Cartman just kind of went off on a tirade and he's like, oh, you guys and your DC films go to get Zack Snyder to direct your damn movie. (laughs) (laughs) I just kind of lost it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the kind of humor that was just perfect with that game, the way it's been playing out. But they they even kind of opened up the world a little bit. And when I say that, the the first game kind of, you kind of seem like real close to everything. Right. Whereas this, it's like they backed up the camera a little bit. Okay. And even in doing so, the layout is almost identical to the way the other game was. But since they kind of brought it back a little bit, they've added little things. So you're familiar with the town already, but then they've added other things that make you want to explore even more. So I like that aspect of it. Oh, yeah. So, I, I mean, from what I played from, from the new game, I really enjoy the way it is. There are a few additions that I don't really understand as far as side quests and stuff like that, or I could do without, but right. I'm still enjoying it. I don't, oh, yeah. I haven't hated on it for any reason. Stick of truth. How many hours are we talking about? Uh, 30 hours, okay. give or take, because That's even if you try to do everything. Yeah. And okay. I mean, if you're doing side quests and stuff like that, even that 
it, they don't really take a lot of okay. time. This one I feel like it's going to take a little bit more time because there's a lot more to it mm-hmm. as far as side quests and things like that. But And even the stuff that you're trying to find, there are times I've apparently missed stuff in areas that I've been, and then I'll go back and I'm like, well, how did I miss that last time? There it is. Okay. And right. then just and I've not really been like digging it up or looking trying to find it online or anything like that for some sort of information. I've just kind of been going in and out of places again and again just to make sure that I haven't missed anything. It's like, right. did I miss anything in here? No, no, no. Especially when you get like a new buddy power or something like that to help you unlock new areas and things like that. That's a good time to to start re exploring and say, Did I miss anything here? Nope. Okay. And so you just, just need to make on. a checklist. Yeah. Uh Outside of that, oh, and by the way, I'm not going to platinum those two. <laughs> I just, I've already decided I'm not even going to try. Um, I tried Uncanny Valley since it was free. I didn't, I felt like there's something good there, but I guess I just don't have the patience for it. Right. Because I'm not sure what it is. They didn't really kind of give you any kind of indication to what the game is. And I'm assuming it's a horror game of some kind. That's what it's supposed to be, yeah. Survival but horror. I don't know what's going on, and I just kept walking from place to place and place to place, and nothing was happening. Nobody's there, right? No. And, and you met what your buddy, or he's like a security guard. Yeah, and, and gave you, you a ride. And you're a security guard too, and you're starting your shift. He works like days, you work nights. Right. And the way it was just moving at such a slow pace, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing here. There's nothing going on. I'm just walking from this building to that building, going up elevators, and this is boring. Right. And I played it for an hour, and I was like, I just can't do this. So I shut it off. So, I, yeah, I'm not I'm not keen on that. So maybe next week, you know. Perhaps. Like, hey, this game, I want to take back what I said. If, if I can, if somebody can give me a reason to continue on to really push through it, and maybe that's what I need to find. I need to find a reviewer or something that says, yeah. hey, just try it a little far, try it a little longer. I'd say with them giving it away for free like that, they don't usually pick a crappy game. You know, like I know. They threw that one in there like, unannounced like yeah i didn't expect i think in maybe the uk it was a different game yeah i don't know yeah so i'm i don't know well i might go back to it at some point i just right now i'm not feeling it right uh the last game i played and i don't want to talk about this too much but i felt like it was it's worth talking about right now Uh, i got to get my hands on a prototype of terror rhythm which is the new game from evil co games the ones that made uh, star story okay all right and for me, uh, it's a rhythm game. It's a rhythm fighter where okay. you kind of follow the beat. Okay. What's interesting about it, at least the way they're making it, is there are really no... You know, in normal rhythm games, you have a cue. Like when right. to hit the button or what mm-hmm. button to hit. This, you, it almost seems like it's intuitive. Like you have to listen to the music and just follow the beat and tap based on that. So it's almost like a rhythm game not holding your hand. Right. Okay. And... For me, it was there was a moment where I felt like I needed that. I needed to have something telling me what to hit to keep fighting. And I kept losing and losing and losing. I was like, man, is this game broken? Is it me? And that's that's what I always went back to is like, is it me? Because I don't wanna I don't wanna trash their game if it's just I can't follow the beat. Well, it's a prototype, right? Right. So this could possibly be something they're adding in later. Yeah. So I I was I was very hesitant to be critical of it in that way. But, again, I kept playing it and playing it because I, I felt like I needed to really give it a fair shake and really put a lot of time into it to see how it works. I got to uh, put it on easy mode to see if that would kind of change things, and it did. 
and I actually got through two levels on easy. But when I'd go back, even when I started figuring out the rhythms, even on normal mode, it just, I never could make it. And I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Right. So it just, it was frustrating. But at the same time, I really understand what they're doing. Like you said, I'm not going to hold your hand. Listen to the music. Let the music help you play. How is the music in it? The music, yeah, you you'll follow it because it's so got it's really that good. it's got a beat to it. So you just sit there and you're tapping your your foot and then your hands just following along with it. So you just right. you can follow it, but there are times that you get enemies on you and you're you're starting to try and focus on them, and I think you kind of lose focus from the beat. And once that happens, it, it just kind of goes south pretty quick. Right. So, but again, I don't know if that's intentional or not. Because depending on the, the enemies that are around you, if you really focus, if you're really focused on everything that's going on, it's easy saying that, you know, right. because you can say, all right, I've got two here, I've got two here. And they even have like a, a bar, like if you're pressing down, the level in which you can kind of jump to the enemy uh-huh. to go punch them kind of expands. Right. So you have this wide berth of space that you can go and go punch this guy and then come back and punch this guy. So you follow the beat in that way. And I really feel like that's what they're trying to do. Right. Is that you just have to listen to the music and, and push forward and say, I've got, I know what I'm doing here. Punch, punch, kick, back, forth. And you just flow with it. Right. So I really dig the idea. But again, maybe I'm just not rhythm rhythmically inclined <laughs> enough to do it right. So when I even told them about it, because I had to kind of give them a, a bit of a, you know, feedback on what I thought. I was I was really trying to say, I, I like it. I don't know if it's me or your game. Right. Because I really see what you're doing here, but at the same time, I just couldn't do it sometimes. So I don't know. Right. So well, I was trying I was trying to have a middle ground here to say, this is what I found. Look into it maybe. But if you don't feel like anything's broken, then it's me. I have no no shame in it. With putting, you know, putting like a prompt, you quit listening to the music. You Mm -hmm. just start paying attention to the prompt, and they might be trying to make the music like a character in the game. Yeah. So and that yeah, and that would be awesome too. Yeah. They even had like a metronome uh, option where you could hear like the ticks to follow the beat. But I felt like at that point you lose all focus on the music. All you hear is. and it's right. at that point you're you're listening for the yeah the you're just again. looking for ticks and you kind of lose all focus on everything else. So uh-huh. I don't know. I, I feel like it has a lot of promise. Yeah. And I can't wait to see where they go uh, when it actually gets released full. Because those guys, I mean, they're they're real good. They're real awesome guys. They always hit us up on Twitter and stuff like that. So I really dig what they do. Yeah. And I'd love to see where they go. But that's all I've done. A lot of games. <laughs> Yeah. And there might have been some other stuff in between, but that's all I can remember at the moment. Right. But uh hey, you wanna you wanna talk about some news? Well, let's or see, what let's talk about little some news. news we have? Let's like we are honestly like if you like compare our show today mm-hmm. to something in the world, like we're the like the male. Like well, the we are. snow and everything, like rain, sleet or snow, we're gonna we're gonna make yeah, it. Through, I so. mean there's there's a lot of uh well, there's not really a lot of white stuff out there. There's a dusting. In my house, there's a quite a bit. Okay. Well, I got a dusting outside of mine. And dusting. But we're, we're going to bring the news like the mail. That's right. We're, we're trying to stay on point so you can always count on us to bring you what we have. Well, yeah. what we have this week, like I said, it's not a whole lot. But I found a few interesting little tidbits, tidbits. Uh, that we can go over. 
the first one is the Stream Awards or Stream Awards. Uh, the Steam Awards. Steam. Steam Awards. Steam, Steam Awards. announced winners of their unique end of the year awards, which recognizes games in a different way using different names and descriptions. Have you ever heard of these? No, no. I know they have awards, but I've never looked into it. Well, the way they do it is they have, instead of doing like, this is game of the year, this is the best action game, RPG or whatever, they find uh, particular games and categorize them in certain ways. So I've actually written down not just the uh, winners of these awards, but the actual descriptions of the awards so we can actually understand why they chose that particular game and say... If we agree or not, yeah or nay. Right. Yeah or nay, yeah. So the uh, first one is the Choices Matter Awards. Uh, games are all about agency, and the award for this game has it in spades. Maybe it's because there are 31 ways you can breach a, uh, into a villain's lair. Perhaps there are a dozen potential partners for you and or to build a romantic future with. Or maybe you find yourself constantly saying, oh, where, oh, where should I plant these turnips? In all three scenarios, there's one common bond. The choice is always yours. Do you want to know the uh, the all the games and then the winner? Yeah. Okay. Well, how many, how many for each category? Uh, it seems like many? there are five, five uh, nominees. Names. Okay. That's all right. Yeah. The uh, five nominees are Dishonored 2, okay. The Walking Dead and New Frontier, okay. Life is Strange Before the Storm. All right. Divinity, Original Sin 2, and The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. Okay, now let me pick the winner. Okay. Like me, myself, I would <laughs> pick The Walking Dead. Right. But I'm feeling like The Walking Dead is, not, is kind of dropped in popularity a little bit. A little bit. So I'm going to say... Huh. Life is Strange. No, it was The Witcher 3. Where? <laughs> the Romantic Choices. Uh, probably that and all the other How aspects. How long does that, of that it. game has been out for seven years? I know that, uh, some of these winners. I was kind of wondering that too because it was like this game's been out a while. That was one of them. But was that new to Steam this year? No, the Wild Hunt came out last year or the year before last, didn't it? And and trust me, I even looked back over these. Or not it's the like, Wild is Hunt. this What's, what did it say? The Wild Hunt. What was? Yeah, the Wild Hunt. That's no, part three. Yeah, that's been out for freaking two or three years now. I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I even I even went back over these just to to make sure that this was a a proper or a, a properly updated list. And there are games on here that are old and some that are new. So Left for Dead one. <laughs> Unless some of these were winners of the past or something like that. I don't know. You but, know, I guess that it keeps everything relevant because yeah. if you're making a headway on Steam, I guess, even if you're an older game, they're going to give you an award. Now, I guess it's kind of cool. That's yeah, awesome, I guess. Fair enough. All right, the next award is the Mom's Spaghetti Award. A Mom's Spaghetti. Mom's Spaghetti. These are games that make you excited. These are games that make you happy. Then there are games so intense that they elicit a physical reaction. We're talking weak knees, sweaty palms, fear-induced accidents. We are talking your friends reminding you to breathe. We're talking about Mom's Spaghetti. Mom's Spaghetti doesn't do that to me. <laughs> well, apparently we've never had good Mom's Spaghetti. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I, yeah, I agree. I thought Mama's Spaghetti was pretty good. Yeah, but not this good. Yeah, damn. All right, here are your uh, nominees. We have uh, Outlast 2, Resident Evil 7, Pata, uh, PUBG, uh, the, Res- or the Evil Within 2, and Alien Isolation. How in the hell do you throw PUBG in the middle of all those games? I don't know. 
I don't know either, but I'm guessing that one won. PUBG. Yeah. <laughs> and Mama's Underwear won. PUBG won that one. <laughs> um, Daddy's uh, Snot Rag. <laughs> PUBG. PUBG. I'm guarantee you, if PUBG's on there, it won the award, if it's in any category besides. Uh, I think there were... Well, I have to go back down the list. I think that was the only one it was in, though. Really? So, we'll see. Surprise. All right, the next one is the Labor of Love Award. This game uh, is one that's been out for a while. <laughs> kind of like what we Witcher 3. About. Yeah. Uh, the team is well past the first unveiling of their creative baby, but they're being the good parents that they are. The uh, devs continue to nurture and support their creation. This game, to this day, is still getting new content after all these years. So, you have... Team Fortress 2, Warframe, Titan Quest Anniversary Edition, Path of Exile, and Crusader Kings 2. Warframe. Warframe is correct. Mm -hmm. They have been. Have you ever played that game? I have not, but I've I've heard of it. You should play it. It's good. I got into it. It was, you know, it being one of the first games on PlayStation 4, I played it. Played it with John, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Hmm. And uh, it was pretty cool. Nice. Okay, the next one is the Suspension of Disbelief Award. Let's be honest, games can have some pretty ridiculous elements in them. Uh, from the stories that drive them or drive the action to the items that required are required to conquer obstacles to even the protagonists themselves, this award is for the game that has a key component which, when described out of context, seems totally insane, but while playing the game doesn't even make you bat an eye. Because in the moment, it makes total sense. Like Your Mama Spaghetti. nominees are Saints Row 4. Goat Simulator, South Park the Fractured But Whole, Rocket League, and Wolfenstein 2. Okay. I'm going to say Rocket League won this one. You are correct. Yeah. All right. So the, I'm two for three. Yeah, you're doing all right. But The Witcher 3 kind of threw me off because I was thinking they were going to give it more to newer games. Well, you... <laughs> so now that I know the, the rules... Mm-hmm. Now yeah. it's just, yeah, go out, go all out. Yeah. All right. The World is Grim Enough, so Let's Just All Get Along Award. Games delight and entertain us, giving us much-needed breaks from sorrows and low points of our lives. And let's be honest, for a lot of people, it's been a rough 2017. That's why the SASC has chosen to celebrate a game that doesn't involve combat or conflict. Oh. Your nominees are Stardew Valley, City Skylines, Slime Rancher, Abzu, and To the Moon. Oh, City Skylines. Wrong, it's Stardew Valley. Oh my God, I was going to guess that. <laughs> I was going to say that first, but then I heard City Skylines, and I was like, you know, there's a lot of people still play that game. I, I really hate that I missed out on that when it was free on PlayStation, because I've seen a lot of people When was it free it, on PlayStation? It, months ago. Oh my God, I missed that. Yeah, it was like somewhere earlier in the year. They did not say anything about that. I did. It was one of those that I looked at, and I was like... Was I, it on PlayStation Plus? Yeah. Well, then I might have got it. I just, I kind of looked at it, and I was like, meh. I'm pretty sure, unless I'm thinking of another game. I, I remember just kind of looking at it and brushing it off, and now I see everybody playing it. I was like, I played I it on my phone, man. Game. It was awesome. Now, I was like, when I heard it was coming to PS4, I was looking for it. I didn't know that it was free. I th- again, I might be confusing it with another game. So, may- maybe not. I don't know. But it, if it ever does, I- I'm going to jump on it. Yeah, those games are awesome. Because that's um, Sim City, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, the No Apologies Award. This award is for the game that you love unconditionally. Does it have some faults? Maybe. Do other people not understand your love for it? Sure. But make no mistake, there is no guilt here, only pleasure. Pokemon Go. No. I <laughs> love that game. 
Well, not uh, not really. You love that game. Uh, your nominees are Mountain Blade Warband, Rust, Honey Pop, Gothic 2 Gold Edition, and The Witcher. The Witcher. Yeah. <laughs> Does it make any sense? No, I don't know. Not at all. Okay. Uh, defies Description Award. This game is like... Well, actually, it's more similar to... Picture combination of... You know what? I really can't describe it. Just play it. That's the description for That's it. the description. <laughs> I thought you were saying it. No. Uh, your nominees are Doki Doki Literature Club, Antichamber, Pony Island... The Stanley Parable, or Gary's Mod? Gary's Mod. Gary's Mod. I have no clue what that game is, but that just interests me. That's yeah, the name of it. bizarre. All right, the next one is the Cry Havoc and Let Slip, Let Slip the Dogs of War Award. The Bard said it best. This game doesn't necessarily offer the biggest explosions. It offers something better. Potential. Potential to be a rampaging force of nature. Or not. Who knows? You're an agent of chaos, and no one is going to tell you what to do. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Your nominees are... Broforce, Red Faction Guerrilla, Steam Edition, Middle-Earth Shadow of War, Just Cause 3, or Total War Warhammer 2? Oh, man. I'm kind of leaning between Just Cause 3 and Shadow of War. And I'm going to say... I'm going to say Just Cause 3. Very good. Okay. That's correct. Your next award is Red the... Faction. First of all, Red Faction Gorilla came out on freaking It's Steam PS3. Edition. Yeah, but it came out on PS3. <laughs> Again, Steam. But you destroy a lot of stuff in that game. That was the first game I remember playing. You can just tear down any building you wanted to. Well, apparently it's just it's new for them. All right. Uh, the next one is the Haunt My Dream Awards. And... Oh, I lost my place. There it is. Okay. <laughs> this award is uh, slightly a misnomer because the game doesn't just haunt your dreams. It consumes your thoughts every waking moment of the day. This game doesn't demand your time. You give it willingly. Is this game Counter-Strike Global Offensive, DOTA 2, Dark Souls 3, Factorio, or Sid Meier Civilization Six. Oh my God! I'm gonna say. What was the first one? Uh, Counter Strike. I'm gonna say that. You're correct. Yeah. You're doing. You're doing pretty good. Thank you. Uh, the soul of Vitruvius. The Vitruvian Man was Leonardo. Di- or Leonardo da Vinci. I almost said DiCaprio. Yeah, well, he was there too. <laughs> Leonardo's celebration of the ideal form. And in spirit, the SASC looks to celebrate the game with the most lovingly rendered character, be it human, alien, anthropomorphic cat, people, or even a piece of produce. Is this game Near Automata, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, I Am Bread, or Bayonetta? Now I'm torn between Hellblade and I Am Bread. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Hellblade. You are wrong. It is Rise of the Tomb Raider. Oh my <laughs> god! The game just let, you know you was talking about how you was playing Shadow of War and you was like I just wish this game would end. Yeah. That's no no. Rise is that part is that Tomb Raider two? Uh yes. Mm-hmm. Tomb Raider two Rise of the Tomb Raider. What was the first one called? Tomb Raider. It was just Tomb Raider. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm thinking the definitive edition, which one <laughs> I had, you know. But that was a game that 
I got to the point, I was like, oh, this is surely the end. Yeah. Oh, no, here's another two hours. Just end, damn it. Yeah. I want you to end right now. Then the damn helicopter came in, and I was like, stop. And see, that was what was interesting about Shadow of War is I guess I could have ended the game right where it was, yeah. but you wouldn't have gotten the true ending because once you get – the game actually moves kind of briskly if you think about it because when you start looking at how many of the, the main missions you go through, right. it's just all the side stuff. But once you get to that last bit, it's just like, oh, my God, how many more of these are we going to do? And it's just taking castles or taking fortresses back. That's why I was getting to that point. It's like, I've done this so many times. Please stop. Okay, the next award is the Whoa Dude 2.0 Award. <laughs> the Academy wasn't clear enough in the awards description last year, so let's try this again. I don't know what they, they said last year. This award is for the fear and loathing in Las Vegas of video games. Do you know what that movie... Have you ever seen that movie? I have. Who's in it? Johnny Depp and Benicio Del Toro. It's about Hunter S. Thompson. I feel like I've seen it, but I know I've seen the front of it. It's got the dude's face all stretched out. You know, I feel like I've seen that, but I can't remember the movie. It's a bizarre-ass movie. It's just... So if you're thinking of that in terms of... What game would win this? Just something that's just batshit crazy. Okay. All right. So your choices are Hotline Miami, Luna, Antichamber, CPU Invaders, or The Evil Within 2. Oh, my God. Like, I'm the two right there is uh, Evil Within 2, and what was the first one you said? Hotline Miami. Hotline Miami. That's a bizarre game to mm-hmm. me. Like it's, But I'm going to say Evil Within 2. You are correct. Okay. Very good. Yay. Now, this one I feel like is pretty straightforward, and I, I bet you you can figure this one out. Uh, there are very few things that can enhance a game better than the music. The right song can set the tone for every aspect of gameplay, from simple exploration to climactic boss fights. This award, the Best Soundtrack Award, mm-hmm. uh, is for the soundtrack that captured the essence of their game so perfectly that it effortlessly immersed players into the game world. Right in there. Can you guess it without a, a nominee? I'm going to um, see if you can. Let me think a minute. Well, with it being so, you know, not new or old, you know, it's just not. This is a new game. This game came out this year. This year. Mm-hmm. Have I played it? Uh, I don't know if you did. I know you've seen me play it. I've watched you play it? Mm-hmm. Gonna watch you play Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. But it's not that. Unjust. I actually played it at your house. You actually played it at my Cuphead. Yeah. <laughs> that would, yeah, that is true. That was a great soundtrack. It was. Uh, the the other nominees were Near Automata, Crypt of the Necro Dancer, Undertale, and Transistor. I still want to play Undertale. Is Undertale on PS4? Uh, yes, it is. Okay, it's, it's one of those I've been, it was on sale during the holidays, <laughs> and it was I was so close to buying it, and I was like, oh, I mean, speaking of that, they had an awesome sale for the last... I mean, mm-hmm. it's still going on today, is it? Yeah. Not the last week, I last think. Fu- last week. Stop, it stops Monday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's been solid. That's where I got South Park. Uh, and the last one is the Even Better Than I Expected Award. We've all been there. You get super excited for a game, pre-order it, and you anxiously await it for download. Then you finally play it. How do you feel now? If the answer is elated beyond words because even I, a conductor aboard the hype train, was blown away with how good this thing was, then you have found the perfect candidate for this award. 
Is this game Assassin's Creed Origins? No. Cuphead. Hmm. Call of Duty World War II. Hollow Knight. Or Sonic Mania? For me... <laughs> Ignore the dog. Don't worry about that. that. Was, uh, <laughs> there's a werewolf outside. <laughs> for me, it would be Hellblade. But it's not, it's not even on there. No, no, no. So... I'm going to have to say Cuphead. You are correct. Yeah. Yeah. Cuphead got two of the awards. Woo! Yeah. And that was all the awards. But no, I think Cuphead deserves. So I only missed two. You did? Well, no, you missed. Did I miss three? No, I missed two. I I'll missed give you two. double points for uh, at least guessing Cuphead yeah. without without nominees. Yay. All right. Well, now we're done with the awards. So now we're going to get into some real news, if you want to call that. Well, that was real news. Yeah, it was. I no, I, I, I agree. No, that was fun. I like doing that. We're going to have to do that more often. We'll turn it into a game. Yeah. All right. Uh, can I win a prize, though? We will see. If we can come up with a good prize for you, then yes. I mean, I like Japanese candy. Okay. Kanji. Kanji. Kanji? Kanji. 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 Hey, Kanji mama. All right. Next <laughs> news I have is a well-known YouTuber by the name of Jim Sterling uh, actually went after EA in a recent <laughs> video because, you know, we got to go back to EA. It's it's news time again. Yeah. Uh, they are attacking their recent proposal for unfair matchmaking to raise player engagement and monetization something that was a huge controversy with Battlefront oh. 2. Uh, he voiced his opinions with the company or about the company in the past, like their ma- microtransactions policy or microtransactions only policy that they decided they were going to approach video games with. Uh, we even reported last year that EA had stated they were going to continue to follow that money trail as long as it's viable. Unfortunately, this mindset destroyed Visceral Studios and the hope of seeing their long-developed Star Wars game. Dude, I saw a video about that. I'm just, it made me so angry to see the progress that they had made and the game that they were making. That is the one that Amy Henning was working on, right? She left Naughty Dog, not, I mean, not only because I guess they had a conflict, possibly difference in opinion on Uncharted 3 or Mm -hmm. whatever, but she, I think she felt like she could come and lend a hand in that game and her storytelling and... I mean, I the, hate that it's not going to come out either. The video that I watched, and I, can't, I really can't remember what it was exactly, but it was essentially breaking down the understanding of what went on there. That she was brought in because she was a storyteller, because mm-hmm. she, you know, had the intricate workings. And a lot of people said it was like Star Wars meets Uncharted in a way, but I won't really say it in that but regard. Where's, but, where's the problem with that? Though? Yeah, no, I agree. But then they were saying that as they were developing this awesome game and kept showing it to EA and stuff like that, somewhere down the line they were just like, nah. They we, players don't want that. They no, want this. No. They want just pew, 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 and that's it. And They're you, wrong. Nothing more. So well, they, they could, just... They probably couldn't microtransaction the, the hell out of it. Probably. So. so they just essentially started breaking up the team and said, hey, have your team go over here and start working on this other game, and then the rest of you can do that. But then they were starting to be, get behind because there was no way they could finish the, the game with the team they had. So as they were falling farther and farther behind, all it did was give EA an excuse. like, well, you're falling behind. That's, you can't do it. So They screwed. did that on purpose. Oh, yeah. The suits. They don't, the suits don't know what they're talking about. No. Now, as divisive as loot boxes can be, we've argued when done correctly, it's not a big deal. Well, you said even you brought up the, the war, the Shadow of Shadow War. Shadow of War, man. It got a there big was, deal, but there was. I remember when we were talking about it, when it first came out. There were there just seemed to be this huge uproar about loot boxes in the game, but I never felt like it was a necessity in the game for me. I did use them. I didn't pay any real money, but 
there would just be times I was like, you know what? I need a strong orc. What level am I? Okay, I'll just get this cheap little loot crate for however much money that I have in my in my pocket and. Yeah, but you you're talking about your pocket in the game. Yeah, I, I never spent a money. dime on right. that game, like real money on that game. So it was just you know I had currency in the game and I used that currency for a box, got what I needed, and I moved on. I never dug for weapons or anything like that outside of going out and killing orcs. Right. You know that's where I collected all my weapons. And they have the same thing on Call of Duty. You get Call of Duty points, but like, mm-hmm. well, you get gold. You get these other points that you can use to unlock and buy like crates mm-hmm. but the actual crates that you need you have to have call of duty points mm-hmm. and call of duty points i haven't figured out a way to earn them yet unless you want to buy them yes you know so i don't know that's i don't, I don't like when that. they when they start putting stuff what you need now i do Loot unlock boxes. them in the game like through zombies they have like a rare zombie supply drop where you mm-hmm. get your consumables and stuff that you use in game you earn those as you upgrade as you uh, go through the game right. every so often. But you can't buy them, too. Yeah. So I haven't spent any money, but there's times like a, you know, like I wish I could buy one. I wish I had enough points to buy one because mm. I, I need this kind of whatever I need. You know? And see, loot boxes shouldn't be anything you need. Right. It that's should be just like something too. that's there if you want yeah. it. But at least I can get it in the game by unlocking yeah. it. So that's the one thing. Uh, anyway, Sterling is accusing EA of directly of pay-to-win, uh, explaining how buffs in PvP matches are locked behind paywalls, and all players, all they have to do is buy their way to victory. Yeah, he calls that. EA a p- manipulative powerhouse, and even attacks Activision, saying not only or not the only company set to innovate. Or God, I'm having such trouble here. It's a, you know what? It's it's we're back. You know, for the first week, and I'm, I'm struggling again. Your i got to get my groove back. It's cold. It is. Anyway, he attacks Activision. 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 Saying it's not only the company set to innovate... Or innov- <sighs> set to exploit its <laughs> players' base going forward. <laughs> EA's love for dynamic difficulty and plans for unfair PvP matchmaking sheds yet more light on what the AAA industry has planned for us. Sterling does have proof to support these accusations. This comes from a report titled The Dynamic Difficulty Adjustment for Maximized Engagement in Digital Gaming. This report was headed by many different EA figureheads and details how players are given a false sense of achievement and building up a fake bond between player and buff. The only way this will end is when people stop buying yeah, the game. You have to speak with your wallet. Yeah. And the more people complain about it, but they still go out and buy the games. Yeah. Buying the games is fine. Don't buy the microtransaction. Mm-hmm. Because that's what we want. We want games, but we don't want to have to but if the game keep is, working money out for But if game. the game is still locked behind these microtransactions, right. don't buy the game, mm-hmm. I would say. I'm not going to buy Battlefront 2. At this point, I'm just at that point where I don't care. Right. I do not want to play that game. I said we just don't buy anything EA. Yeah, that would probably help a lot. I can't believe that that one game that's coming out, what is it called? Get Out? No, no, no. Um, a Way Out? Mm-hmm. It's a single-player game. I mean, a single kind of a straight, you know, like linear story, it seems like. Mm-hmm. You know, you play that couch co-op. Where, what, are there going to be microtransactions in that game? And mm-hmm. if there's not, 
why did they let that game come out? Because it sounds like they're not going to do that nowadays. Well, maybe they they had just a little extra money left over that they could allow that one to pass. I think that they put a a, a line. They said, okay, anything not done past this date, we're going to cut it because we want microtransactions. Like, that one just slid on through. Yeah. What I am kind of hoping, though, uh, even with all this chaos that's going on with EA, I really hope Disney at some point will take the Star Wars franchise somewhere else. Find a company yeah. that will handle yeah. it properly and say, yeah. will you just handle this, please? Because, yeah. I mean, it's it's making them look bad. It's making the, the name of Star Wars look bad. And obviously people could argue that that's been done, you know, with holiday specials and Gungans, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Gungans. <coughs> what the hell is a Gungan? Jar Jar. <laughs> Okay, uh, the next story that I've got, it's a, it's a little bit of a downer, but I felt like it was worth mentioning because this happened over the holiday season, and um, I don't know, I just I felt like it was worth shedding a little light on. Uh, during the holiday season, there was an incident, which I found very ridiculous, that occurred that resulted in the death of an innocent man. There were two little man babies who I'm going to call Douchebag McFuckface and Dogshit McGee. Because I like that name. I'm not going to give any kind of, you know, credence to their real handles, and they don't need any more exposure than they've already got. Right. Uh, They were playing a match in Call of Duty that got heated over a singular dollar. One dollar. One freaking dollar. What? um, It it was like a dollar match is something they called it. I don't know how They're playing with their buddy. Yeah. Okay. And they were playing... Together, mind you, not in the same a, house. No, no, no. They were on the same team. Okay, right. This is this is where it gets like really bizarre. Okay. They were on the same team. They got angry at one another, and this led to threats of swatting. Now, are you familiar with swatting? I've heard about it. Okay, for those of you who don't know what swatting is, let me enlighten you. This is a senseless and immature form of harassment that is used by pathetic human beings that don't like losing video games. Little bastards. The loser will call in a fake threat to local police that will lead them to an opponent's home, usually describing the swatting victim as a violent or armed individual, possibly holding hostages. This information will then trigger a SWAT team response to that house. That's just... Just the fact that that happens is just mind-blowing. Yeah, and you put the cop in a bad situation. Yeah. Because all they can go on is what the information has, and then we hear about it, and it looks like, oh, it's cop, another brutality. Mm-hmm. You know, But you can't always and, go on that. Yeah, and even in this situation is, is, well, let me just get through it, and I'll kind of throw out my two cents. Uh, anyway, they argued. It got so heated. The swatting was egged on. The one I'm calling McFuckface, uh, posted a, an address and dared Dogshit to swat him. Obviously, this is a fake address, but Dogshit was too damn stupid to use some common sense. So the police in Wichita, Kansas, responded to a call of a man being shot in the head and his family was being taken hostage. They arrived at the address given, the homeowner answered the door, and was immediately shot and killed by a police officer. Police then raided the home, only to find out they had been duped. That's crazy. And what what's all right 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 here is where I'm gonna like you said people kind of blame the cops right here I, I want to know in the moment and I understand I've heard that in the heat of the moment what is it that the cop has to do but act what what hostage taker would answer the door yeah 
I guess that's where I'm, uh, you know, have your guard up. See, you know, assess the situation before you just pull a gun. Uh, that's that's the only part of this that I'm a little, uh, where I'm kind of curious about what was going through the cop's head at the moment, you know, because I understand. I understand that as a that is a job that just requires a lot of, a lot, you know, and I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to knock what they do. Uh, it's just in that moment, I don't know. It's. I feel like it could have went differently. Why are you? Yeah. Why are you going to shoot the guy that answers the door? Yeah. Exactly. Because what you, if they he, sent the hostage up there to answer exactly, the door? Exactly. Exactly my point. Uh, anyway, the next day, uh, an arrest was made in Los Angeles uh, in connection to this crime. It was a 25-year-old male who also I'm not going to say him his name because fuck that guy. Uh, he was taken into custody pending charges and extradition. He was also linked to another swatting incident in Calgary, Ontario, Canada that happened a week prior. Of course, I don't think anyone was killed in that one. Thank God. Now, it's my understanding that he is not one of the two gamers, but an outside source who was hired to do the calls, which is even more mind-blowing that they had to... You you go to an outside source for this, and some guy's just like, yeah. But uh, Andrew Finch, who is 28, he was the victim in this horrible accident, and... We, we hope that his family can find peace in this uh, aftermath of this incident because this this is ridiculous. This should not happen Nothing over a happen, game. Yeah. yeah. This makes me mad. All right. I'm going to move on. Um, in two weeks, gamers, gamers, that's what we are, gamers, gamers, will have a chance to get their hands on Monster Hunter World. And if you can't wait that long, Capcom is giving PS4 users one more beta run starting on January 18th. If you have been one of the few who have missed out on the last two betas, you will have a chance to experience the three hunts previously released, plus a brand new hunt featuring a brand new monster called the Nergigante. Nergigante. I'm going to say that's right. That's, uh, (coughs) you're not going to get that one. Phew. My my throat. I didn't get my water, man. I'm sorry. Anyway, um, additionally, you will be able to earn some cool camo face paint for the full release version if you participate, and a swath of goodies if you complete all four quests. Now, for those taking or thinking taking on an elder dragon will be a walk in the park, Capcom is upping the stakes. Outside of the usual 20 minutes that they have given you for the other beta uh, quests, you only get 15. <laughs> To fight the Nergigante. Ner- Where do they come up with that name? I don't know. It's it's just... You look at it and that's what it looks like. Nergigante. But you try to say it together and it's just... Nergigante. Nergigante. Uh, we... My wife and I, when we play, we like to come up with new names for the monsters. Because it just becomes easier. Sometimes we'll, we'll call them what they are. But I don't <laughs> think we're, we're always getting it right. Uh... The beta is open to all PS4 owners, just like it was last time, and it will kick off this Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and will end on January 1st at the same time. On a side note, uh, Xbox owners have voiced a bit of frustration for not receiving a beta, and PC owners were told that their version of the game will not release until the fall. Well, I mean, the beta was exclusive to the PS4. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, but people are going to complain. That's and okay. and complain. even in regards to PC owners feeling like they're being let, you know, let down because I've heard like, "Oh, we have to wait to the fall." They're making your game look better. 
Yeah. You know, they're they're trying to optimize how it's going to play <laughs> on your, your PC, so just chill out just a little bit. I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal to wait. I, I understand it's almost an entire year, but your game is going to look so much better than mine. Go to Steam and play everything else you have. Mm-hmm. All right. Or get a PS4. Or get a PS4 if you really want it bad enough. <laughs> now... The next story I have is that Sony Interactive Entertainment recently mentioned a plan to increase their PSVR library by 80% in 2018. I'm all for that right now. They currently have around 150 established titles, so this increase could push the titles to about 280 if all goes according to plan. Now, there's no denying that VR is starting to become more and more popular as its accessibility increases as well. Sony has sold over 2 million VR units since its release, and focus on the VR is quickly becoming a primary goal. Obviously, more game publishers will have to hop on board to help support this viability, but the ICD uh, research director, Lewis Ward, said, I think in a few years before PSVR hits a... or I think it'll be a few years before PSVR hits a 10% attach rate to PS4 consoles in North America. But I think this tech will get better in re- uh, the second revision, yeah. and the content will get better and more varied, and Sony will stick through it with the to the end of the PS4 life cycle at least. I did see, um, like they ranked uh, the Vive, the Oculus, and the PS4, or the PSVR, all of the, um, I guess, the amount of market share they have. Mm-hmm. Like the PSVR had like 54% of the market. Wow. And they were really way ahead. But to me, that that makes sense because yeah. with consoles, it's all about accessibility and what's just yeah. easier. It's you easier. know, I feel like having the right PC to run that kind of stuff is where it kind yeah. of gets a little muddy. Um, but it, I agree, you know, the technology is growing. It's grown a lot in, in years to where it's becoming more and more playable and you have a lot more people wanting to get on board. And I even saw that... Um, Sony is, uh, they reissued or, or put in a patent for a brand new uh, Move controller. Oh, cool. So I don't know. I was ho- they need to have a, okay, like, you know, we were talking about games that we've played. I forgot mm-hmm. to mention, I got Farpoint. Mm-hmm. I think me and you talked about it. Yeah. Having that gun, the aim <laughs> controller, that's a game changer. Yeah. And it having the the thumb, the, the toggle sticks yeah. on it. If they made a Move controller like that, because... I started thinking about Arizona Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Do I want to play it with the aim controller? No. It works way better with the, the the single move controllers because you're using both hands. Right. And you have to reach out and pick up stuff. And most of the guns on there, there is a part where you pick up a sniper rifle. It's kind of cool because you hold the controllers like this, like mm-hmm. you're actually holding the rifle. That is really cool. But if you're playing with the aim controller, you're not able to do that other things yeah very true but if you made a move controller with a toggle stick on it that works awesome yeah so i hope that's what they're doing could be because then you can move you know the way you move on there it's kind of awkward yeah you hold x to run you gotta move your controller like this to move side to side and which way you want to move i mean it works okay but you have to get used to it I think if they are coming up with a brand new design i have no doubt that it's going to be what can we do to integrate this controller that we had for a whole completely different thing right. to work for this device? Right. Because for right now, for what it's worth, it, it does the job. But it does I think the job, I yeah. think that there are things, especially if you have to press the buttons, mm-hmm. if you can't see them, there becomes that point where I feel disconnected. It was like I don't know which button is circle and X and 
you know, I'm having to take a guess, a shot in the dark, just to hit it. Well, I've all, it's laid out just like the controller mm-hmm. as far as the button. So I've never had trouble with that, but it's just, I think instead of a PS button, the PS button right there in the middle of everything, why put why not put a little toggle stick? Yeah. You add, all of a sudden, now you're holding two controllers in your hand. Yeah, you know and, I mean? and that, would have, that would definitely cut back on the idea of uh, the jump spots in games. Right. You can actually have a controller to actually no, move. You can move. Like yeah. on Arizona Sunshine, <clears throat> you can do the teleport thing. And I played it like that the first time. I think I played it with the controller, not the move controller, but the regular DualShock. Mm-hmm. And it works okay, but when you have to, like, say the zombies get on you real quick, you have to run. Okay, now you're doing this little turn. And then you're teleporting out of the way. Well, by that time, they've got you if they're right on you. Mm-hmm. And with the move controller, you just hold X. And if you hold both X buttons, you run. One X button, you walk. Mm-hmm. But it, you know, you kind of move your controller in and out, around, left or right. And you can kind of, you know, move a little better, more fluid. But it would be so much better with a toggle stick, maybe two, like yeah. you have on the aim controller. You, know, you hold them like this, and each one, one of them does the turn, and the other one does... Um, your actual character, mm-hmm. more a, a lot like having a DualShock Four in your hand. Right, it would work way better, I think. I think it would be really awesome if you can come up. Granted, this seems like a very large, crazy contraption just to do this, but I think it would be kind of neat if you could find some way to have some sort of uh, treadmill under your feet. They've got those, so you can just kind of walk, and, and your brain would just be like, "Hey, I'm actually walking. I'm have going, you not I'm walking seen those? This. I haven't. They've got. It looks like." And they could still be prototypes, but it's got the little treadmill, mm-hmm. and it's got these. Um, it looks almost like a like a rounded bar around you. I guess when you're in that, it reads your entire body. Nice. And it, of course, you know you're talking a couple of grand. Oh uh, yeah, yeah thing, it wouldn't so. be cheap. But uh, while we're on the subject of peripherals, the Microsoft Connect has officially announced the end of its production of the adapter, which allowed players to use their Connect on their newer Xbox One variants. Microsoft released a statement saying after careful, careful, careful. Careful, you actually said peripheral. Careful. Perif- I did, peripheral. but I couldn't say careful. You can't say careful. After careful consideration, we decided to stop manufacturing the Xbox Connect adapter to focus attention on launching newer high-fan-requested gaming accessories across the Xbox One and Windows 10. I don't think this is much, as a, much of a surprise since Microsoft revealed back in October that it was no longer producing the Connect. so... I think they placed too much emphasis on the Connect and everything at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Where Sony did the right thing, they're like, "Hey, here's a camera. See what you can do with it. We'll make some things." You know, they kind of made it like a stripped-down version of Connect. You know, like, mm-hmm. "Hey, control your stuff with it." And then people started realizing, you know, with that Playroom thing and live from uh, what live on PlayStation, mm-hmm. they were doing like freaking talk. I, I just remember. At the beginning of that, people were doing talk shows on there. It was awesome to watch. That's they had call-ins cool. and everything else. It was great. <laughs> but I, I think they took the right approach with that. Like yeah. a cheaper camera that works n- nearly as good and don't really, you know, base make everything have to work around it. That's mm-hmm. where they made a mistake with Connect. Yeah. Mistake. Did I may say mistake? You may have. Uh, I didn't. Probably. I words, didn't catch it. Words are hard today. They are. We're tired, and it's, it's we're we're getting back into it. It's New Year. Yeah, so we, we've got to get refreshed today. Huh? I'm not even wearing underwear today. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing. Yeah, I wanted to know that. All right. Well, that was all of our regular news. 
So guess what time it is now? I'm going to, since I've been guessing everything today, mm-hmm. I'm going to say weird news. It is weird news time. Weird news. So I found three bits of weird news. Three? Yeah. That's three. a record. It is, because I guess there was nothing else going on, so Everybody got weird. things just had to get really, really weird. People coming from these shithole countries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a very fantastic way to kick off weird news of the new year. There was a um, 20-year-old florist... F- oh, my God. That's... Yeah, I'm telling you, man. I, there was a 20-year-old Florida student, and I don't know if I'm going to say her name right, but I'm going to try. going to say a florist, really, when you no. said it the first time. Florida, a student from Florida. That's may- Maybe that's what I should have said. Okay. By the name of... Now, again, if I screw this up, I'm sorry. Narul Mahabin Hassan. You did good. Okay. You she has. Stay careful. This this young lady has fallen in love and is looking to get married. But to whom, you may ask? Any guesses? Mario. No. Luigi. No. Um, Jar Jar. <laughs> no. I, trust me, I could give you a hundred guesses, and I guarantee you will never give get this. Give me a hint. Uh, you you're kind of in the right era of star uh, of games. Mm, the Pitfall guy. He's hot. No. Okay. And let me just say, it's not a whom, but a what. Oh, God. A yeah. donkey. Donkey Kong. No. <laughs> uh, this mentally unhinged person plans you don't to marry. You don't know her. I don't know her, but it, she sounds just messed up in the head. Do you know what she's going to marry? An ice cream cone. Tetris. How? Yeah. She wants that long straight stick. Okay. She, she became obsessed playing Tetris for hours on end, her room packed with Tetris-themed objects and Tetraminos. <laughs> According to this report, she even sleeps with a Tetris cartridge and has described having a physical relationship with her Tetris stuff. I bet that cartridge doesn't work anymore. I doubt it. It's slimy. I don't want to know the details, but she says she thinks Tetris is so beautiful. It's about perfection. It stimulates your mind. Physically... I get that feeling that people get in relationships when you know they are the right one. <laughs> and she, is she, she hot? Uh, no. Oh, I don't. So like it'd I be don't really weird she if she was ex- just incredibly hot and she didn't want to have nothing to do with anybody but, <laughs> but Tetris. But they they did say that this is not her first um, encounter or relationship with with an inanimate object. She broke up she, with Donkey Kong. No, she broke up with the calculator. Yeah. <laughs> now, apparently, there are people out there who have objectophilia. It's a form of sexuality focused on a particular inanimate object. I, I've never heard of this yeah, before. Most of it's like women like usually this penis. Well, like, yeah, this vagina. Most of the time. But, but uh, I guess she's just taking it to a whole new Tetris level. Somebody walked in and said, "If you love it so much, why don't you marry?" It? <laughs> and, and she, she is. Said, okay, I will. Can you imagine, now, I don't want to get too crass or anything, but imagine a, a, a night in, you know, and she, her and her Tetraminos are going to have some, yeah, is that the music playing in the background? I don't even want to know. I've, I've already gotten the, the image in my head and it's just gotten weird. And it's like, oh, Tetris. <laughs> oh, stack it for me, baby. Oh, stack that ass. Tetris. Oh, it's the long stick. 
Uh, we're a classy. classy <laughs> and then all of a sudden you get that. When you get all when you get the all the the rows at yeah. once with that stick, it goes right down in that hole. Boom. <laughs> Tetris. Oh, sorry. All right, uh, we're next bit of weird news. This is not going to be any better. It's not going to get any better than that. No, well, I, I'm saying our we're not going to get any classier because this one's even worse. Uh, there's no doubt that virtual reality is on the rise, as we were just talking about. Uh, Steam is releasing on January 24th, Sensual VR. Fuck yes. And it's very much an emphasis that it's for the ladies. No guy? You can't be for the guys? Uh, well, we'll... we'll I guess it could be for the guys. It could be. <laughs> it could be. It, you know, depending on who you are. But see, yeah, yeah. See, I'm offended now because that's what we do. Hashtag Every, me too. Yeah. Shit. Why not me? Why can't I, why can't it be for me? Why, Hashtag ladies why only. not me? There we go. Yeah. Uh, this all shades of VR is unique in the world of VR experience, specifically made for ladies or gay men. Because you know what? We're going to include gay men. Why not? Well, I mean, they would, if it's for ladies, then. Now, it's a ladies-only VR experience with a sensual, soft, erotic touch and feeling. It's an escape room setting uh, where the player's mission is to fulfill all the wishes of <laughs> Mr. Purple <laughs> and please him in any way possible by being submissive, creative, resourceful, and pleasing, you will win Fifty Shades of Purple, the heart of Mr. Purple and discover new sensual experiences beyond your imagination. My God. I'm st- I'm horny right now. <laughs> now, the, it's produced by the I Love Company. I love the I'm I'm assuming the I Love Company. I, it, I yeah know, I don't know. Your hands moving a lot. I still don't. Understand. I know. <laughs> Just break it down best way you can. Uh, it gives you this. This is the list of things it gives you. The most exciting VR experience for ladies. Uh, beautiful sensual VR settings. Penthouse, Room of Torture, Piano Play, soundtracks built on extreme experiences. I don't even want to know. No, no. There's symbols whenever it's uh, the money shot. You can bend, crawl, kneel, and be submissive. Mm. It's optimized for ladies, also good for female groups. It's the first sensual lady VR in the world. Discover your sensuality in VR. Please, Mr. P- <laughs> Please, Mr. Purple, with your hands or mouth. Oh my God! And sensual escape room, pleasure for all. How do you how do you I, do that? I don't know. I don't know. Does it come with a Mr. Purple? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <coughs> anyway, you you can experience sensual VR in all in an intimate small setting or a business environment. Why not? At work in your office. Yeah. I, I feel like this has gone too far. Way too far. I mean, I don't. I, what would it be like if you came home, and what, what if you came home and you saw your wife in a VR, and she was just doing these motions? You're like, what is she doing? And it looks like she's pleasuring something. Oh, it's just Mr. Purple. Miss, just Mr. Purple, and that's what she would tell you. Just leave me alone. It's just Mr. Purple. First off, my wife would never, never one do that. <laughs> Who would have never put on a VR helmet? Well, helmet, hat, uh, VR thing, that. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. <laughs> just, I don't know. And they, the fact that they say you can do it in a group setting. That's what I, that's what I was going to say. Like, so you just got all your girlfriends around. Linda, it's like, y'all got to get in here and touch Mr. Purple. Y'all gotta get, let's get Mr. Purple. <laughs> he is the best boyfriend I've ever had. Ooh. Oh, man. 
And we're going to go one step further up. <laughs> Are you ready for the next one? God, yeah. I mean, like, gosh, bless. In the strangest of strange games, like... They're stranger than that. Yeah. The Mr. Purple. Developers are continuing to outdo each other. Continuing to outdo each other. (laughs) And now we have Attack of the Evil Poop. (laughs) Not a crappy game. That's what it's called. I'm serious. That's what it's called. Yeah. Not a crappy game. Part two. Now... It seemed like it would be a joke, but apparently it's not. There's a uh, It's developed by one person, a professor of video game design and digital animation from Chile, Alejandro Navarro Holman. I hope I said his name right. He Doesn't created matter. this game under the company name Ascend Digitally, and he will... He said, do you imagine that every time we go to the toilet, our body would talk to us and would let us know, you're not feeding me correctly? Well... In fact, it does, but we don't listen. From now on, diplomacy, patience, and sympathy are gone. Your body's on strike, and it won't be the only one who will continue talking to you. You will have to deal directly with its subordinates. So the main goal is to survive uh, many of the various attacks from these little disgusting enemies before they finish all your toilet paper rolls and before your girlfriend (laughs) enters the toilet and discovers your dark secret. You're pooping! Why are you pooping? With an environment almost completely destructible, a store severed by a little mouse who will supply you with items, with weapons, in exchange for golden corns and a meal menu, which your next enemy will depend on. There was more weird news than there was real news. Yeah. That, I don't know. I want to play this game. Attack of the Evil Poop, coming soon. On Steam? Somewhere, I'm sure. Jesus. Uh... Well, let's see. I had uh, that's that's all of our weird news. I've got uh, there wasn't really many release dates, but I had I had a few. Oh my god! Let me uh, let me. Put, and that's another thing too. I didn't get my notes set up like I normally do, so you know I'm 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 winging it digitally today. I think this is the time of the year when you know the beginning of January, not a lot comes out, hmm. and like towards the end, yeah, it hasn't really been like I, I always check it, you know. GameStop and Walmart when I go in there. Not not a lot of change this week. No. I didn't really see a lot. Well, here's our here's our very small release date list. Um now a game that just came out and I'm going to bring it up since, you know, obviously we weren't on last week, but uh on January 11th, The Escapist 2 wound up on the Nintendo Switch. Now on uh January 16th, Street Fighter 5 Arcade Edition will hit PS4 and PC. Digimon Story, Cyber Sleuth, Hacker's Memory will be on PS4 and PS Vita on January 19th. And Kirby Battle will also be out on January 19th for the Nintendo 3DS. And that is all the release dates we have. So it's not a lot. But guess what? Very soon there will be more games coming. We were talking about... Are are you... Go go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm going to wait and see what you say here. Well, no, no. I mean, just all all games. I mean, that, that was it. I was done with my my thought. You were you were no fine. no. You know, I want to keep going with what you got going on. Like next, what's next? Nothing. We're 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 done. Yeah, we're done. Then this is a perfect time to talk about. Okay, this. go ahead. It's it's not really. This is kind of like a we were talking about earlier, like a 2018 release date. Mm-hmm. This is just strictly Sony. Okay. And I looked at this list. Granted, one or two might not come out, but like just looking through this list mm-hmm. of exclusives. It takes a minute. 
Do you want me to read them? Yes. Since since we don't have a lot in our release dates, why not yeah, I thought we'd give just, people we would, something to look forward to for 2018? We for, would look at what's, what's to come. What's to come. Have you heard anything about the God of War release date? Uh, I keep hearing March. That's what I've seen, too. And that's that's usually around when they come out. But I feel like they should have said something by now. Well, they said they were, they were getting ready to do it soon. I don't mm. think it's... Uh, CES, they said the release date will be announced soon. Gotcha. That's what they said. Okay, here we go with the list. I got... Oh, my God. Like, I'm going to have your problem here. Oh Sentinels, boy. Aegis Rim. Okay. Okay. Ashen's Rift. Okay. Boundless. One of your favorites, Catherine Full Body. This is a remake. Yes, indeed. Uh, I will say this real quick. Uh, anybody who's not played Catherine, I played it on PS3. I don't know if it's available on PC or not, but uh, it's definitely a good game. I highly recommend it. I'm definitely getting it for PS4. Yeah, it's also going to be on the Vita, so that's yes. that's good. You can take it with you. Uh, Chasm, Concrete Genie. Now I think this is a VR game, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. They showed it during Paris Games Week. Looks like you have. I think you have a paintbrush. Am I right? Have I you seen this? I think so. It's been. I, I'm, yeah, yeah, you do. Um, mm-hmm. You paint these living landscapes and the creatures that that abandon out. I guess come out of these pictures and stuff. I don't know. Anyway, mm-hmm. Crossing Souls, Days Gone. I'm really waiting for this. And mm-hmm. I cannot wait. Death Stranding. Now that's one of them that I don't believe is going to come out this year. Uh, but I would feel like it may come out at the end of the year. May early next year is what I'm thinking, January. Okay. And they might count their 2018 on up to. They might have a different calendar. Right. You know? So, I don't know. Death's Gambit. I haven't heard much about this game. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a side-scrolling action game. It's got an old-school aesthetic to it. They explore a, an alien media, a medieval planet filled with beasts, knights, and horrors as an agent, agent of death bound to his service. Okay, next. Detroit Become Human. Can't wait for that game. Yep. That should be, I think that'll be right before or right after E3, I'm guessing. Have they now? Have they announced a date for it? Uh, I feel like they did. I feel like that too. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. I think thinking. it was in March. Is it going to be in March? March or April. It looks like it would say it here. It doesn't say it. Okay. Anyway, Digimon Story, Cyber Sleuth, Hacker's Memory. I just said that. Oh, okay. All right. Sorry. Okay, I thought I remembered it when I started reading it. I was like, I feel like you just said that. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. January 19th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Uh, Decidia, Final Fantasy, NT. I don't get those games. Mm-hmm. Distance. It looks like a futuristic racing game. That could be kind of cool. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, DJ Max Respect, Donut County. They they announced this at PSX. Mm-hmm. It looks... I'm interested in it. It's one of those yeah. bizarre games. That's that the just, one with the hole, right? Yeah. Okay. thought that's... Yeah. I can't wait to play that. Dragon's Crown Pro. That's a, That's got a real big following. That's the fighting game with the big chested women, I think. Mm-hmm. That's probably why it's got a big following. Yeah. Dreams. Finally, we started yeah. hearing about Dreams this year. Uh, Drifter. Earth Defense Force 5. Oh, you like part right. 4? I've got part 4. I haven't had a chance to play with y'all yet. Yeah. I want to, though. Earth Defense Force Iron Rain. I don't know what that means. Erica. Now this this is a playlink game. I'm excited okay. about this game now. Uh, is a unique take on interactive media, a live action video adventure that is a playlink exclusive, featuring branching narrative, where every choice can be a profound effect on your game. Mm-hmm. So in other words, we're just playing another game that you picked the sword. Yeah. Um, Fantasy Strike. 
Fighting X Lair Final Fantasy VII Remake that I guess it says it's going to be broken up into three installments. I'm guessing only one's going to come out this year. Probably. Fire Pro Wrestling World. I've seen this earlier. I, I'm kind of excited for this. I haven't played a good like pro wrestling game like from the Nintendo mm-hmm. in a long time. North Star or Fist of the North Star. Oh wow! Did you watch that cartoon? No. Or was, was I remember. I remember it, but yeah. it's, I, I think never they had an old it. game on Nintendo based on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Frantics. Future Grind. Ghost of Shuma. I think we're both excited for that mm-hmm. game. That's Sucker Punch's game. Uh, God of War. Mm-hmm. Grand Blue Fantasy Project Relink. Gray Dawn. It's a first-person horror game. With okay. adventure elements. Guacamelee 2. What, what is it? What did you say about that? No, I was just repeating. With adventure elements. Yeah, with adventure elements. And, and an Unreal Universe. Um, Guacamelee 2. Yes. We're both excited for that. I can't wait for that. Guns of Icarus Alliance. Have you ever played any of those games? I think there's uh, another one. I haven't. I feel like I've heard Guns of Icarus before. Mm-hmm. Our World's Elite. Um, looks like a shooter. A run and gun, lone wolf mission kind of game, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Home Free. Iconoclast. Now, Left Alive. This is the one we looked at earlier. It looks like if you looked at it and you didn't have a, a name on it, you would mm-hmm. say it's some kind of Metal Gear game. The artwork looks just like from Metal Gear. And apparently, um, people that left the team that was behind Metal Gear have made this game, so hmm. I'm kind of intrigued by that. Little Witch Academia, Chamber of Time. That is um, a bootleg Harry Potter in the Chamber <laughs> of Secrets. I don't know, really. No, it's an anime of some sort. Oh, have I've you seen, seen that? I've not watched it. I've, I've just seen it around. Yeah. Lost Soul Aside, Manifold Garden, Medieval Remake. Mm-hmm. I don't know, did yeah. you ever play the first movie? I never did, but it did kind of caught my eye just what they were when they were talking about it yeah and one of my favorites MLB the show 18 with my boy Aaron Judge on the front Nino Cooney 2 you're mm-hmm. excited about this game what Revenant Kingdom yeah um Patapon 2 I know well, it's remastered um I thought they it was a new game but I didn't pay attention to remastered I never played any of the Patapons no. I, got them. I, I know they're you. they've got a cult following for them it's gonna be on PS4 I don't see anything about the Vita I guess it's already on the Vita if it's because I think that they all came to that project Phoenix remothered. Now <laughs> that re-mothered. looks, it looks pretty creepy when you look at the thing. It's like an old lady and kind of reminds me of Res, uh, Resident Evil seven mm-hmm. with the old lady in the thing, you know, in the wheelchair. Savant ascent. Sh- uh, Shinmu three. That's, I don't know if it's, it's going to be out this year. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Secret of Mana. That's the yeah. remake of, and, and that's I'm kind of excited for that game yeah. too. I think you can, that's going to be on Vita also, right? I think so. Yeah. Seven Deadly Sins. Knights of Britannia. Another anime. Yeah. Shadow of the Colossus. That comes out February sixth. Yes. I think was yes. right. Like a week after Monster Hunter is like, man, everybody's going to be playing Monster Hunter. Yeah, and then everybody's going to be fighting monsters. Well, that's one of those games, man. Like. I think they put it out, and they're like, you know, that people will buy this game. Oh, yeah. And, I'll, you know, I'll definitely here have it. Is. it. So, uh, Skytorn, Spelunky 2, Spider-Man. I do think that will be out this year. The 25th Ward, The Silver Case. The Forest, I'm excited for this game. It looks oh, like yeah. a way better version of Seven Days to Die. I think I've seen that on, uh, I think I've seen somebody play that on PC, on yeah. Twitch. Yep. 
I think it's out, yeah. Yeah. Does look interesting. The Gardens Between. The Hong Kong Massacre. The Impatient. The Impatient comes out January 23rd. Mm -hmm. Now, this one I don't think is going to be out this year. Possibly, maybe early next year. The Last of Us 2. Yeah. If it's out this year, I'll be... I think E3 will be the big deciding factor for a lot of these games, whether or not they'll be out. Yeah, that's, that's how I kind of feel. Persistence. The Persistence, I'm sorry. The Swords of Ditto. The Witch and the Hundred Knight 2. Have you played that? The Witch and the Hundred mm-hmm. Knight. Oh, well, isn't it? I thought it was The Witch and the Hundred Year War. I'm, I can't remember the name of the person. Don't know. Let's see. Uh, no, it doesn't say. Uh, Vain. Ways of Redemption. Wild. I'm kind of excited for that game. That game kind of looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I've seen it quite a bit, but they kind of kind of went quiet on it. Without Memory. Yakuza 6. That comes out pretty soon, I think. Yakuza Kiwami 2. Zone of the Enders, the second runner, Mars. And that is it. That is a long list. Now, how many of those games would you say that you were probably excited for? Um, I don't know, but if you... Yakuza 6 has a big following. And mm-hmm. they say that these games... Like, one of... It might be Kiwami. I can't remember. It was really good. Um, a lot of them I don't know. Wild I'm excited for. Uh, Last of Us 2. Um, oh, what was the other one? Spider-Man, of course. Um, Days Gone. Uh, Death Stranding. I'm real just intrigued by that game. And the uh, Left Alive, The Impatience. Not all of them. Hong Kong Massacre kind of piqued my interest there. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was anything about it. The what? Forest. Well, I guess the the big question is, out of all those games, which one are you most excited for? Pick one. Only one. If Okay. Now, this is just considering that I don't think The Last of Us 2 is coming out this year. Okay. Days Gone. Okay. Fair enough. Next would be God of War. All right. Yeah. I counted. I was trying to keep track (laughs) of all the games you were telling me that were coming out. I'd say out of that list, I think I counted about 17 that I'm I, I'm looking forward to, but yeah. the most excited I would be for one of the games or any of them is I'm gonna have to say Spider Man. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So that's the one I, I just I want my hands on. Yeah, that's a big list though. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, I really think that if Xbox would really focus on exclusives like that, it would be a different story for them. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest. Next, the next generation, they're going to do that. Yeah. Because they've already said they're going to start buying their exclusives. I hate when they say that. Yeah. I because. want you to make an exclusive. I don't like it when you start buying uh, the downloadable content for um, Grand Theft Auto because it never comes. They buy it and it never comes. You know, when Sony buys it, it comes a month later. Mm. I could deal with waiting a month later like all the stuff on Xbox. I mean, um, sorry, Call of Duty. Yeah. If I'm going to play it and it's just a month, I can handle that. Fair enough. All right, well, that is our show, man. Yeah, it was a good show. It was good. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. We just need to get our footing again, or at least I need to get my, my mojo back because I was just like all over the map. No, no. And I, I was like, stuttering I like this. I like this Stephen White when that. he's all over the map and he's stuttering. I don't. I try to, you know, I try to do my best, and it's just like, gabba, 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 and it's all like that comes that. out of my mouth. It's sexy. <laughs> well, you thank change you. your hair? 
Huh? You changed your hair? No, my hair. <laughs> I changed my hair. Did, yeah, you did. It's Cut a it little off. shorter. Yeah. I feel like a new man. Well, I good. feel like Diana Ross. And all right. Wait a minute. No. 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 More. Uh, no. No. Sinead O'Connor really more. Well, then you're pushing it, man. You're not bald. No, no. But it's shorter. Okay. Well, anyway, we would like to thank all of our <laughs> listeners for listening across the web, our, uh, whether it be on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, wherever you listen. We like to hear from you. You can also follow our Facebook page, join our community page, talk video games with fellow gamers, give us topics to discuss, and and much, much more if you would just do so. Engage us in conversation. Please. Uh, you can also go to patreon.com slash pencil and paper productions to help support the show. $5 or more will give you early access to content to all of our shows before they release. Uh, boy, oh boy. And it's going to be another busy year, I think. You know, just just not yeah. from this. I haven't quite figured it out yet, but you know, we're gonna we got this show going on. We don't have man cave going on uh, right mm-hmm. now, so everything's kind of lightened up. But uh, we've got so much to look forward to this year. We hope you'll kind of stick around with us. Please join us on this adventure because I can at least guarantee you in April, and I'm not gonna say exactly what yet, but in April we're gonna have some big stuff going on. Big stuff. So, I know that's a ways away, but. You just got to stick with us until then. Bigger than my mouth. Yeah. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm Stephen White. I'm Todd Stark. Join us again next time. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.